This is the news from the Lord. Hello, America. This is Jeffrey Lord with another edition of the Did He Really Just Say That? The Word of the Lord with Jeffrey Lord. Our friends over at the Wall Street Journal have quite correctly taken note of the Democrats in Colorado who are attempting to keep former President Trump off the ballot in 2024. I'll have more in a minute. But first, by now you've all heard me talk about MyPillow, and now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop the slippers. They're designed to be worn indoors and outdoors all day long, and I do wear them that way. They're made with MyPillow foam and impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and they're made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable that you will want to get some for the whole family. So go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener's square and use promo code Jeff. You will also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-606-1043 and use promo code Jeff. Now, writes the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal this, quote, Six voters in Colorado filed a lawsuit in state court Wednesday to block former President Trump from appearing on the ballot there, citing the theory lately on vogue that the Constitution's 14th Amendment disqualifies Mr. Trump from sitting in the Oval Office ever again. Does this begin the countdown to the political case of the century at the U.S. Supreme Court? Watching this litigation closely is somebody whose opinion matters— Colorado Secretary of State Jenna Griswold, a Democrat re-elected last year. Quote, I look forward to the Colorado court's substantive resolution of the issues, unquote, Ms. Griswold said Wednesday. And quote, I am hopeful that this case will provide guidance to election officials on Trump's eligibility as a candidate for office, unquote. What a perilous path to go down, writes the Journal Editorial Board. The Colorado lawsuit, they continue filed with assistance from the wrecking crew at Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington, and trust me, they're for none of that, repeats as self-evident the same claims circulating in the public debate over the sidelining of Mr. Trump. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, passed after the Civil War, was originally aimed at disqualifying Confederates who had taken an oath to support the U.S. Constitution and then quote, engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same, unquote. Well, now, over there in yesterday's edition or the other day's edition of the American Spectator, where I hang my hat, was a decidedly accurate piece by former House Speaker Newt Gingrich. And while it didn't mention the move by Colorado Democrats specifically to keep Trump off the ballot, it certainly applies to their effort to keep Trump off the ballot. Headlined the speaker over a smiling photo of former President Barack Obama. Quote, American depotism. We are faced with a totalitarian cancer, he writes, that will have to be confronted and defeated at every level. Wrote the speaker, quote, America is now in the deepest, most dangerous constitutional crisis since the hostility in the 1850s that led to secession and civil war. This constitutional crisis, he writes, is so widespread and threatening that House Republicans must dramatically widen their investigations. 
Hunter Biden and President Joe Biden are only a tiny part of a spider web of corruption, dishonesty, criminal behavior, and state weaponization. The rule of law is steadily being replaced by a frightening new rule of power. One of the great questions for our generation, he continues, is whether a ruthless minority weaponizing government and destroying the American rule of law can use sheer force and threat of force to make Americans accept things in which they do not believe. A startling movement of totalitarian thought and behavior control is growing, the speaker writes. It is eager to use government and the threat of prosecution to coerce the rest of us, unquote. Well, bingo. Ground zero for this totalitarianism is, of course, the multiple prosecutions of former President Donald Trump by prosecutors in Georgia, Washington, D.C., and New York. And these totalitarian slash fascists have names. Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis in Georgia, Special Counsel Jack Smith in Washington, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg and New York Attorney General Letitia James in New York. Not to be forgotten either is U.S. District Judge Tanya S. Chutkin and District Judge Timothy Kelly, both in Washington. It was Kelly who said the following when sentencing Proud Boys leader Enrique Terrio to 22 years in prison for, the, for January 6th, when, well note, Tario wasn't even in Washington, said Kelly, quote, it is kind of hard to put into words how important the peaceful transfer of power is, unquote, Kelly said, quote, he continued, our country was founded as an experiment in self-government by the people, but it cannot long endure if the way we elect our leaders is threatened with force and violence. Mr. Tario was the ultimate leader, the ultimate person who organized, who was motivated by revolutionary zeal. Kelly said at the end of the three-hour hearing, adding that he has shown no remorse. What happened that day did not honor the founders. It was the kind of thing they wrote the Constitution to prevent, unquote. As DeRoy Murdoch noted yesterday, also there in the American Spectator, quote, the only thing more hypocritical than Democrats persecuting Donald Trump for election denial would be a man in a brothel denouncing prostitution with a towel around his waist. Democrats challenged GOP presidential elections in 1960 and 1968. They have tried to overturn every Republican presidential win in the 21st century. The Trump 2024 campaign releases released a new a superb new TV commercial that exposes elected Democrats as filthy hypocritical liars. In this well-researched spot, Democrats incriminate themselves via news clips, political speeches, and congressional statements. This ad subtitles each speaker's words. This should force Democrats to confront their leaders' pronouncements. Republican supporters and President Trump are being ridiculed, persecuted, and even prosecuted by Biden, congressional Democrats, and their radical prosecutors for raising questions about the accuracy of the 2020 election. This may be one of the most hypocritical acts in history, considering the Democrats have violently claimed that the last three Republican presidential wins were stolen, rigged, and illegitimate. And it was the Democrats who tried to stop the certification of a Republican president. We start with the 2000 election, where Democrats claimed it was Gore, not Bush, who won. 
and that the Republicans and their Supreme Court stole the election. Bush versus Gore. A court took away a presidency. Did Al Gore won that election? I think he won it anyway. No doubt in my mind that Al Gore was elected president. Speaking to a Democratic group in Chicago Tuesday, he made it clear he thinks Al Gore was the winner. By the time it was over, our candidate had won the popular vote. And the only way they could win the election was to stop the voting in Florida. What I observed uh, as a voter, as a citizen of Illinois, four years ago were troubling evidence of the fact that not every vote was being counted. The Supreme Court selected George W. Bush as the president. He was not elected. Catherine Harris, Jeb Bush, Jim Baker, and the Supreme Court hadn't tampered with the results. Al Gore would be president. There is overwhelming evidence that George W. Bush did not win this election. I don't think that George W. Bush won the election uh, in 2000 against Al Gore because I, I think that he probably lost Florida and also the nationwide. <laughs> The court has been thwarting formation of the popular will. The most spectacular example being Bush versus Gore, where the majority by a 5-4 vote enjoined the counting of more than 100,000 ballots in Florida and essentially gave America its first court-appointed president. If all the votes were counted in Florida, that Al Gore would be president today and George Bush would be back in office. After the election, when you stole the election, you came back here and said, get over it. No, we're not going to get over it. This thing got carried, Florence. You know it. I know it. They know it. Democrat members of Congress also refused to participate in the official certification of the election. I rise to object to the fraudulent 25 Florida electoral votes. I must object because of the overwhelming evidence of official misconduct. Delivery for It is signed by myself on behalf of my diverse constituents and the millions of Americans who have been disenfranchised by Florida's inaccurate vote count. I come from Florida, where you and others participated in what I call the United States coup d'etat. In 2004, the Republicans won again. And once again, the Democrats claimed the election was stolen. We could not declare that the election of November 2nd, 2004 was free and clear and transparent and real. There must be independent testing of the voting machines used in Ohio. There were numerous irregularities in Ohio, including large percentages of rejections of provisional balloting, problems with voting machines. I'm not confident that the election in Ohio was fairly decided. We know that there was substantial voter suppression and the machines were not reliable. Some machines malfunctioned, causing votes to be counted more than once or not at all. As we look at our election system, I think it's fair to say that there are many legitimate questions about its accuracy, about its integrity. There are still legitimate concerns over the integrity of our elections. The question, obviously, is how many instances we're not caught that we don't know about. Uh, number one, we've seen a lot of what I'll call honest glitches, where it just didn't work right, but also that these machines are hackable. A dishonest employee of the vendor, or a dishonest employee of a local board of elections, or simply someone who knows electronics uh, and has a computer at home, um, could hack into these machines and uh, put in a secret instruction to disregard every 20th Democratic voter, Ed. 10% to the carrier, to the Bush vote or whatever, he might not ever know it. Treating today's electoral vote count in Congress as a meaningless ritual would be an insult.
insult to our democracy unless we've registered our own protest against the obviously flawed voting process that took place in so many of our states. Voters who wish to cast a vote for president or vice president can't approach the polls with certainty that their vote will be counted. Based upon an inordinate number of allegations suggesting gross voting rights violations and misconduct, I join with my colleagues in objecting to counting the state of Ohio's electoral votes. Among the Democrats who claimed the 2004 election was stolen was Democrat nominee John Kerry and his wife, Teresa Hines. I arranged to meet Senator Kerry at a fundraiser to give him a copy of my book. He told me he now thinks the election was stolen. The wife of John Kerry said she has lingering doubts about the legitimacy of the election. Her theory goes like this. Two brothers, she calls hard right Republicans, own 80% of the voting machines in the U.S. Therefore, it would be easy to hack into the mother machines that control the electronic voting. In 2016, when President Trump was declared the winner on election night, the Democrats moved quickly to call the election stolen and illegitimate, including President Trump's opponent, Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton apparently still not over her 2016 defeat to President Trump. She's now claiming the election was stolen from her. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee and you can have the election stolen from you. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. But there absolutely is a cloud of illegitimacy. I don't see this president-elect as a legitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. He's an illegitimate president in my mind. Could you be my vice president? Folks, look, I absolutely agree. So that legitimacy is in question, yes. I have an objection. There was a widespread understanding that this election was not on the level. Some Democrats continued to promote the totally false narrative that President Trump had somehow conspired with the Russians. The outcome of the election was affected by their interference, and now we need to know, you know to what degree, uh, if any, the Trump campaign was actually in collusion with the uh, with, so, with Russia. How can you win with Russian interference, though? That's, that's what I'm thing. scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win, so how do you you know, fighting against that in 2020. You are absolutely right. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election, and he was put into office because the Russians interfered. You said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. The one thing that Trump is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. Do you believe Trump is illegitimate president? What I believe is that there's no question that the outcome of this election was affected by the Russian interference. An independent investigation revealed that not only was this totally fabricated by the Democrats and Clinton operatives, but that Joe Biden was also complicit. The Democrats have also accused Republicans of stealing many other elections, including in Georgia. The very same place tainted Democrat Georgia prosecutor Fonnie Willis is now unfairly prosecuting President Trump for suggesting there was voter fraud. I acknowledge that former Secretary of State Brian Kemp will be certified as the victor in the 2018 gubernatorial election. This is not a speech of concession. And by the final tally and the inauguration and the situation we find ourselves in, I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. Without voter suppression, 
Stacey Abrams would be the governor of Georgia. Andrew Gillum is the governor of Florida. If Stacey Abrams doesn't win in Georgia, they stole it. It's clear. I think that Stacey Abrams' election is being stolen from her. If she had a fair election, she already would have won. Georgia voters did not have their votes counted. They were not allowed to cast votes. They had their votes discarded. Reminder, she wrote, Brian Kemp stole the gubernatorial election from Georgians and Stacey Abrams. It certainly gave the appearance of unfairness. I think it was um, unfairness. Stacey ran a great campaign. She probably won. She would be the governor of Georgia today had the governor of Georgia not disenfranchised 1.4 million Georgia voters before the election. That's what happened to Stacey Abrams. They took the votes away. Uh, notably, did not concede. Okay, you acknowledged that he won, but you did not concede. Correct. Five months later, do you still feel like your opponent won through voter suppression? Yes. Many in America are asking why President Trump is being prosecuted for doing the very same thing Democrats like Biden and Hillary have done. And the answer is very simple. Like a third world corrupt dictator, Biden will use any means necessary to stop the one Republican he knows he can't beat. How can you win with Russian interference, though? Not be a legitimate I'm Donald J. Trump, and I approve this message. And if violence over an election's outcome is his concern, it is abundantly clear that either Judge Kelly did not do his homework about the violence that threatened the inauguration of President Trump in 2017, or he simply doesn't care because the violence was coming from the left. Recall this January 2017 reporting. This was from Reuters. The headline, Violence Flares in Washington During Trump Inauguration, Washington. From Reuters, black-clad activists among hundreds of demonstrators protesting Donald Trump swearing in on Friday clashed with police a few blocks from the White House in an outburst of violence rare for an inauguration, unquote. From ABC, there was this headline, at least 217 arrested, limo torched amid Trump inauguration day protests in Washington. And they continue, quote, Violence flared on some streets of Washington, D.C. today amid Donald Trump's inauguration, with people smashing car and store windows, clashing with police, and even torching a limo, leading to more than 200 arrests. Trump inauguration protest damages parts of downtown Washington was another headline. And on and on went the parade of stories about violence directed at interfering with, quote, the peaceful transfer of power, unquote. Question. How many of the rioting leftists of 2017 were sentenced to 22 years in prison? Here's this NPR headline, quote, jury finds first batch of inauguration protesters not guilty of riot charges. Or, in other words, if you violently disrupt the inauguration of Donald Trump, hey, no problem. If, on the other hand, you oppose the counting of controversial and constitutionally challenged votes that elect Joe Biden on January 6th, and you aren't even in Washington, then it's 22 years in the slammer. Which brings us back to Speaker Gingrich's point, quote, 
A powerful and growing faction of the American left would undermine the Constitution, turn the government into an instrument of coercing Americans to do what it wants, and use the law as a weapon to destroy its political opponents, unquote. And his point applies exactly to those Coloradans and others who are trying to overturn democracy by keeping Donald Trump off the ballot. And it applies as well in the vast difference in the treatment of the January 6, 2021 protesters and those anti-Trump protesters on January 20th of 2017. In short, the two-tiered standard of authoritarian slash totalitarian justice is now vividly on display. So, buckle in. For the word of the Lord, this is Jeffrey Lord. Stop by my website at thejeffreylord.com for more news and views and buckle in. See you soon. Mm -hmm.